on, can you love him right now? Come on, with your hands lifted just for a moment. Can you love him? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Take all that is in my hands. Multiply. Set me on the altar one more time, Jesus. Set me on fire. It's amazing what happens when one decides to go to the altar. When you decide, sir and ma'am, to go to the altar and you allow God, I know to our minds today, set me on fire spiritually speaking obviously Lord I'm laying myself on this altar of sacrifice here I am Jesus what I have rags, riches I'm laying on this altar set me on fire Lord I want you to burn anything out of me that is not what you desire I'm repenting before you, O oh Lord. I, am, I want things burnt out of my spirit, my mind, my thought process, everything. I want it out of me. And I want to start brand new, Jesus. Gracefully broken, the song sings. Tell you what, I'm sure glad that y'all pulled that off. Give these praise team a hand. I've listened to that song most likely 101 times this week. I told them about it. I can't remember. Maybe Tuesday or Monday. I'm not sure when. And I said, can y'all? They knew it. Everybody knows it. They're, they're awesome, obviously. Amen. But I believe we find ourselves in that song. Everybody in this building. And I believe God's given me something that I truly believe this. He's given me something that is in line with what he's trying to speak to multiple people because I know, but he's also trying to speak to those of you that I don't know about things that we just sang about. It's in our hands. Here's my Here's all this stuff in my hands. Multiply it, God. If he can take some fishes and some loaves and he can feed the thousands, he can do anything with your broken and messed up life. If you're in the building today, I want you to listen real, real good. I'm going to be as quick as possible. I'm not even setting my timer on my phone because I want to follow the Holy Ghost and that green flashing light and red light messes me all up. But I want you to hear me. I believe if you'll hear what the word of the Lord is saying, anything that's going on in life, good, bad, if you'll listen to what the Lord's going to say today, you're going to find yourself a lot further ahead 
than you were when you walked in this building. What does that mean, Pastor Darren? My prayer is that there would be a shift in our mind about what's going on in our mind and in our life right now. Because when God gives what I feel he's going to give today, a glimpse of the panorama, man, things can change. You're, oh, that's why. Oh, this is, okay. I got you, Lord. I don't like it, or man, I like it. Whatever the case may be. God, I understand. I understand that you're trying to do something bigger than me. And all I'm going to do is submit to what you want to do. And I guarantee you, not Darren Gilbert guarantee, but guaranteed from the Word of God, if that'll be your mindset when we leave this building today, things are going to change. How you look, how you walk, how you talk, how you look at things, how, whatever's going on. Because you're going to get a glimpse of the panorama. Praise God. Luke 14. Luke 14, I'll hurry. Mom, Dad, I know your kids are there. Children, listen to Pastor Darren. All your children, listen to me real, real quick. If you possibly can, give me a little bit of your time. I understand. My boys are on that back pew right now. Ushers, y'all got to help me out. I'm about to thump some ears. And uh, Anyways, but try your best. Try your best to listen to Pastor Give mom and dad an opportunity to listen to me because I believe it's going to help you and your family as well. I believe God's got that under control today. And I just hope that I can be the lips of clay that can speak that to every person. I don't normally do this, but I feel right now. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost moving. And I, I don't, don't mean to be spooky for anybody. I just felt it, and I'm just transparent enough just to say it. Some people may not want to. I'm trying the spirits. He just spoke to me. I feel that. There's a young couple in this building. You need to hear what Pastor Darren is saying today. Specifically, you need to hear it because if you don't hear it, faith is going to be shattered. You've got to allow him to give you a glimpse of the panorama. I don't know who you are. I don't claim to know who you are. And you can ask anybody sitting beside you. I do that very rarely. I just felt a little nudge to say that to you. And I hope that you can hear that today. To our online family, thank you for joining us today. We're delighted to have you. Amen. I encourage you to go like and share. Share that. Share this service. Share this message all over YouTube, social media as well. Luke 14 and verse 28. Luke 14, verse 28. For which of you, intending to build a tower, Sitteth not down first and counteth. Somebody say counteth. Counteth the cost. Whether he have sufficient to finish. Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it be, began to mock him. Verse 30. Saying, this person, this man, began to build and has not able and was not able to finish. Today, I'm going to preach on this one word, purpose. Somebody say purpose. 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 It's a new beginning today. It's a new trial for some. You're trying it out. For some, 
you ain't got nothing to lose. You're already at rock bottom. You're here. I'm just here. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. There's purpose in that. And you ain't got nothing to do with it. I'll explain before we pray. If you do something on purpose, you do it intentionally, not by accident. For those of you that have not heard this, I'll say it to you. We do not serve a God that does things on accident. Your life is not an accident. You're not here by accident. It wasn't coincidental that somebody invited you to church. It wasn't coincidental that you got up this morning and said, Oh, I, should, I guess I should go to church. No. God has a purpose. And he draws all children, all young ladies, young men, adults. And he, and he does it all on purpose. Purpose. The reason why something is done or used. The aim or intention of something. Jesus Christ doesn't do anything without doing it on purpose. And he does it with a purpose. He's got a purpose for you today. He's got something for you today. That's why you're in the building. That's why you're here today. I know all hell is broken loose, but God has a purpose for the mess up, the broken, the hurting, the things that are going wrong. He has a purpose, and all of it was done on purpose. What do you mean? I'm going through hell right now. I know you're going through hell, sir and ma'am, but Jesus Christ does all things well. He allows, Sister Michelle, everything to take place. It don't just happen without Jesus. Well, I had a flat tire on the way to church today, and I'm mad about it. I got to go spend money on a tire. Hey. He does it all on purpose and with purpose. It could be you missed a wreck. It could be that he wanted to get your attention. It could be that he calls you to say, you know, I had a bad attitude. You know something? I always have a bad attitude. God, I need you to fix my bad attitude. And he had to bring it up so you'd think about it because normally you just let it go. But it's really, really hard to be in a church service like this with a bad attitude. Can I get an amen? Purpose. Jesus, cover us in your blood right now. Help me to preach fast. Help me to preach how you desire me to preach, O oh Lord. And I pray that everyone would hear your word today. Would you draw men and ladies, Lord, to this altar today? Would you draw their hearts as I declare the word of the Lord? Today, Lord, we're going to the river. We're going to baptize people in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. We're going to baptize children today, and I'm excited about it. And Lord, I want somebody else who wants their calling and their election to be made sure. They want to get on the trajectory towards heaven. I pray that they too would make that decision to get baptized in the only saving name. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. You may be seated. Purpose. Purpose. I'm going to stay quick and sharp. And I'm going to try not to be too evangelistic. I want to get things out today. Jesus. Jesus set forth a rule of stewardship that is in direct relation to discipleship. 
an indirect relation to counting the cost of what you are building and making sure you have sufficient to finish it. I believe, I believe and I would hope that you that are in this room today would adopt this belief today, not because of me, but because of the God that you serve. I truly believe the terminology, the statement that I'm about to make. I believe that God gives us this. I believe it's something that we need to hear, and that is this. I believe that Jesus was saying, whatever you do, whatever you do began with the end in mind. Now, I get it. Some of you are here today, and you're saying, man, I began a long time ago, but it's messed up. There's a lot of junk. There's a lot of water under the bridge. There's a lot of mistakes I made. I made a lot of people mad. A lot of people are bitter at me. Guess what? You're in the right place because this is a place of new beginnings. And today, you can begin with the end in mind. I know you got a messed up marriage. I know you got a messed up bunch of children that don't live for God. I know you got job problems. I know you got financial problems. I know everybody's mad at you and hates you. But listen to me. Today is a day of new beginnings. Forgetting those things that you're behind. Somebody say, forget about it. Brother Jonathan all over my mess. I didn't even send it to him. He didn't even know. In the prayer room this morning. Forget those things which are behind. And press toward the mark. Understanding that everything that you went through. The Bible says, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You're going through the valley on purpose and with a purpose. I know hell has broke loose. I know all the mess ups and the problems that are happening. But guess what? You're going through the valley. And in the valley, something really awesome. The Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Listen. Thou and I are what? They're there to comfort and protect me. So guess what? In the midst of the valley, Sister Judy, I get a revelation or an illumination that, oh, hold on a second. The rod's here. The staff's here. I'm at my worst. I'm in the valley of the, the Bible says, the shadow of death. But thou art with me. So that, get what I'm saying? <laughs> there's purpose in it. You're trudging through the valley of the shadow of death. But there's purpose he does everything with purpose. He does everything on purpose. And you're going through the valley of the shadow of death. But guess what? You're getting a revelation that he's your rod and he's your staff and he's with you come hell or come high water. The Bible says, yea, though I make my bed in hell, I find God there. Somebody say purpose. purpose. He does it on purpose. So when you began today on this new beginning share Sunday, what do you need to do? You need to begin with the end in mind. Yes, there's going to be hell. Yes, there's going to be mud and clay and mess. And we're going to mess things up because we're human. But guess what? Good preacher friend of mine, pastor in, Sils pastor in Silsby, Texas, bishop in Silsby, Texas, Brother White, he made the statement at a youth camp a long time ago. He said, if you fall, 
fall towards Jesus. If you're going to mess up, that's all right to mess up. It happens because you're human. But mess up falling towards Jesus. Mess up on your truck to Jesus. There's purpose. And it could be that God needs to get a strobe light and make you realize that you are in very good company with a rod and a staff and I'm there to comfort you. There's purpose. And I do it on purpose. A tower was placed a place of defense, of observation. You've heard this before. Many of you that have been here very long, you've heard me say this statement before. I shouldn't have said that because you probably wouldn't remember, but that's all right. Here we go. The tower was a place of defense or observation, erected on high places or in vineyards to guard against enemies. It was made high to enable one to see an enemy. When he approaches, when he approached, and strong so that it could not be easily taken down. The highest and strongest tower in the history of mankind is a gorgeous edifice. It's rather plain. It is not made of uncommon stone, brick, or stucco, but a common, ordinary the cost of this strong defense tower was a bloody, brutal crucifixion. How does one read the story of the crucifixion and say, a first-time reader, how do they say, man, this has got purpose. This is a great thing. One can't do that because you look at it and you say, man, he was beat up. He was spit upon. He was, all kinds of things happened during this dark night of his life. Jesus, Jesus, the one true God, would you give him a hand right now? Somebody say purpose. During this darkest night of his life, Jesus experienced unanswered prayer. Anybody ever experienced unanswered prayer? Unfruitful service. An unbelievable betrayal. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass. Matthew said, Jesus was very sad and troubled. He was very sad and troubled. The master fell to the ground, we find in Matthew 26 and 39. Luke tells us that Jesus was full of pain. This don't sound like it's got very much purpose to it. And that he sweat. And when he sweat, it was like great Drops of blood falling to the ground. And hear me. It was all done, Brother Noe, on purpose. He decided, ladies and gentlemen, to do this on purpose. 
You're going through a mess of things. You're going through all kinds of trouble and pain. Could it be that it's for a purpose? Could it be that it is for a purpose? I know your dad don't like you. I know your dad did things that he shouldn't have done to you. I know you lost your job last week or the week before. I know you got COVID and it messed everything up. And all things have messed up and they're mad. Pastor Darren, what do you mean? You mean that there's purpose in what's going on in my life right now? If it makes you do this. Oh, there's the rod. I've never seen that before. And there's the staff. Who's, who's carrying me? I know it's a pretty little picture that we put in our office. Footprints in the sand. But ladies and gentlemen, if it takes all the junk that you're going through to see that Jesus still carries you no matter what. It was all for a purpose. What did he get in return? Stay with me for just a moment. Deafening silence. The prayer of Jesus was unanswered. Jesus' unanswered prayer is the same in the same sentence. Sad, suddenly, Judas arrived with an angry crowd in Matthew 26, 47 and verse, and verse 51. Not only was he facing unanswered prayer, but now unfaithful service. The one... He came to save now. The one or the ones he came to save were now, if you will, putting handcuffs on him. Unbelievable betrayal. For a bunch of money. We do it too, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I can make this much money. I can do this much. Jesus, I need you to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then, oh, money. And we forget the rod and the staff, Brother B-Ray. Brother Trevor, we forget the one that says, I am with you. I, I don't do that, Pastor Darren. Yeah, we do. We miss church. We miss prayer. We miss all kinds of stuff because of money. We do, ladies and gentlemen. Don't tell me. Sister Olivia gives me, the, gives me the attendance. I know what happens. And you can't have COVID that many times. I think. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I just say this. I'm about sick and tired of it. Because we'll use the excuse for everything. And I'm not saying that you didn't have it. And I'm not being a tyrant. I'm just saying. It's easy. Nobody's going to miss me. I'm tired. We worked all day for Monday. I wish, I, I, I wish my son. Hey, Tate, would you stand up on your pew really quick for me? Do that thing you do when you act funny. Yeah, see. Thank you. That's enough. Turn the spotlight off.
Check it out. Let's look at his day a little bit more. All pledged loyalty. We're here for you. We love you. But everybody came in and everybody ran. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to understand when the going gets rough, when the issues began to arise, Jesus could have, believe it when I tell you, it even says it in the book, he could have called tens of thousands of angels to come in and fix it all. Soldiers, army coming after him, arrest him, boom, dead. But it was for a purpose. And he did it on purpose. That you and I might have life and life more abundantly. And we could get our goggles on or our good seeing eyeglasses. And we could look at his life and say, he went through that and he went through that. And he went through betrayal and he went through pain and he went through issues. And he went through a cat of night tails and he went through everything. And you crying over your stubbed toe. Guess what? You can make it through your stubbed toe. You can make it through the issues and the problems. Because yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me. You're my rod. You're my staff. You're there to comfort me. There's a panorama of you. that he's giving us today. From our human point of view Jesus world was collapsing no answer from heaven no help from the people that were around him no loyalty from his friends of the 98 words Jesus spoke at his arrest 30 referred to the purpose of God it must happened this way that the scripture might be fulfilled. Go look at it. Go look at Matthew 26 and verse 54. Matthew 26 and verse 56 says this. Listen to it. But all this was done that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Somebody say on purpose. There is no way, Pastor Darren, that this has got a purpose to it. I've heard it 25 times this week. I heard it last week and the week before. What's the purpose of all this? What is the purpose? What's really, do you think God has anything to do with COVID? You know what? I stood over there and told Brother Ashley, I said, there's about 200 people in this building today. I know it's Share Sunday, but we've had a lot of Share Sundays that I've been like, I guess nobody invited anybody. The reason that I believe things like COVID are happening, and it's all been going crazy, and all the politics and all the things in life, I, I would say this, let me tell you this, I don't know what all's going on because I do. And people, well, Pastor Dan, you got your head in the sand. No, I just decided to read the Bible and not the news. Oh, you're Mr. Spiritual. No, I'm not. I'm not. Go read the book. 
It doesn't tell me to do all of that. It does not tell me to go read Channel 10 and Channel 12 or watch Channel 10, Channel 12 and read CNN and do all that. It doesn't tell me to do that. It tells me to look at the book. And then from the book, I can see the sign of the times. Make sense? I don't got to go eat all the stuff that's out there to know that it's coming. The book tells me that if it tells me this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And so then all I got to do is go, from the book, I got to go, yep, that's happening. Uh-huh, yep, mm-hmm. that's happening too. Oh, yeah, church is empty. People are loving themselves more than they love God. I knew that wouldn't get an amen. I'm not trying to be arrogant, I promise. Surely, Matthew 26, 53. Surely, you know. I told you it was in the book. I referred to it. but Surely, you know I could ask my father, and he would give me more than 12 armies of angels. That's what he could have done. It wasn't right that the people spit into the eyes that wept for them. It wasn't right that the soldiers ripped chunks. Somebody say chunks. It just has a little more oomph chunks of flesh out of the back of their God. It wasn't right for the son of, that the Son of God had to hear the silence from the heavens. It wasn't right that the people from his hometown tried to push him over a cliff. It wasn't right that Peter worshipped him at supper and cursed him at the fire. It wasn't right that the sinful hands would fasten divine hands to the tree and beat him at that flock. Like, put his hands around there, fastened it where he couldn't move, and these were sinful people, and they beat him. And they beat him! And they beat him. How, Pastor Darren, does that have a purpose? Why did he do that on purpose, Darren? Look to your neighbor right now and look at them in the deeps of their brown, blue, green eyes and say, he did it for you. It was for you. And I know you're going through hell, but he did it for you. He did it on purpose. He said, they spit on me. They beat me. They tore me to shreds. I had flesh all over the place, and I did it for you. That you could say, I can make it because my God made it. I can make it through the trial because my God made it through the trial. That I might have life, and that life more abundantly. Listen to me. That is for today. Might have life and that life more abundantly. I'm almost done. Let's take a walk to Chile Calvary, out to the cross, where with holy blood, the hand that placed you on the planet did it on purpose. He made every calculation that he needed to make. He invested everything that he needed to invest in. He did it. And he, at the very end of it, 
he said, it is finished. Hebrews 12 and verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and professor of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Scoring its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Told you it was on purpose. Look at somebody and say, I told you so. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Somebody say purpose. It's in the book, ladies and gentlemen. Verse 4. In your struggle against sin. And that's where it all lies. Somebody say it's sin. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. The cross. Musicians, if you'll come. Hear me. Was no accident. Calvary was not an emergency response to a world out of control. The death of the Son of God was on purpose. Somebody say on purpose. It was a calculated choice, ladies and gentlemen. He counted the cost. The moment that forbidden fruit touched the lips of Eve, the shadow of the cross appeared. And between that moment and the moment that man with the mallet placed the spike against the wrist, the hand of God, a master plan was put into motion. A master plan was fulfilled. This is what I'm doing this for. What does that mean, sir? What does that mean, ma'am? It means that Jesus planned to do it all. Well, Pastor Darren, I've read the Bible. It talks about that they sacrificed the lamb, they sacrificed it for a tribe, they sacrificed it for a family, sacrificed it for a whole nation, they did all this stuff. And then he decided, no, 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 no. Eh, wrong. Jesus planned it all. From the very, the Bible says he knows the beginning. He did it all on purpose. Think about it with me. All of those times that they sacrificed the lamb for this, 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 and this. Brother Seamus, it was all pointing to Jesus. Because they realized, ladies and gentlemen, that this lamb ain't cutting it. No pun intended. And this lamb isn't cutting it. And this lamb isn't doing it. So what are we going to do? And all the while, Sister Christina, he's looking over the balcony of heaven. 
he's saying, I'm coming. I'm letting you know that nothing else is going to do it except me. I'm the only one that can wash your sins away forever. I'm the only one that is a spotless lamb. You tried real hard. You did whatever you could to bring me a spotless lamb and pushed your sins forward for a little while. But understand, I'm the only one that you can trust in. I'm the only one that is a spotless lamb. I'm the only one, and I've got to do this. I've done all this, and I've got to do this, and I've done it all on purpose for a purpose. And this is a purpose. I want you to get it. Just with, if you would, with me. This is the world, this side of the building. That's the world. All of that, that direction is the world. This is the purpose, why he did everything on purpose. We look to the world for everything. Our fame, our money, our stuff, our things. And he did all of that. He planned all of that, sister servant. He planned it all. Like he, the whole lamb situation, and then finally him coming to earth, living for a little while, and then going to a cross. He did it all on purpose for us to do this. Oh, this is what I need to, that's not what I need to live for. I need to get my eyes on this guy. This guy's the one that's going to see me through. This guy's the one that's going to get me into heaven. This guy's the one I need to place my trust in, my hope in. I need to make sure my family looks at him. He's going to lead us and guide us into all paths of righteousness. It was all done for the purpose for you to get your eyes off the world and get your eyes on him. And I look over this congregation right now and I see people that used to not be here and I wondered, family members wondered if they'd ever come but somehow maybe it was me maybe it was bishop maybe it was an evangelist that came maybe it was somebody leading prayer it got you to start thinking you know something jesus is the reason for more than just the season jesus is the reason for every day that i live stand to your feet all across the building something i've said before but just bear with me those of you that remember it it means Jesus intentionally planted the tree from which his cross was carved. It means he caused the thorns to grow that would pierce his head. It means he willingly placed the iron ore in the heart of the earth for which the nails would be cast. It means he voluntarily placed Judas in the womb of a woman means Christ is the one who set in motion the political monarchy that would set Pilate to send Pilate to Jerusalem. It also means he didn't have to do it, but he did. Jesus was born, ladies and gentlemen. Mom and daddy, think about this. Jesus was born sacrificed. Would y'all think about that for a moment? He was born sacrificed. Knowing the baby you're going to have is coming to save the world. It sounds like 
poetic and like one act play type of stuff, spotlight on Jesus. Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna have this, I'm gonna have the Son of God. I'm gonna have my He's gonna be the spotlight. It's all good and wonderful until they start mentioning things like cat of nine tails and thorns and nails and trees and he was born sacrificed. It also means the screams of hell's imprisoned could always be heard. Imagine that. This explains the determination on the face of our God. When he turned to go to Jerusalem for that last time. Luke chapter 9 and verse 51, it says this, And it came to pass, when the time was come, that he could be received up, he steadfastly, earnestly, set his face to go to Jerusalem. Maybe this is why when he was praying, he tore the grass from the roots of the Garden of Gethsemane and screamed not my will because he knew ladies and gentlemen he was about to do something that his human body did not want to do on purpose and the purpose was to save you and me from our sins I'll tell you something about Jesus could have gone without all of the other theatrics. He could have simply, Sister Alicia, written a letter and said, hey, I'm going to be on top of Golgotha and I need you to send some people with some nails and they need to bring a, a cat of nine tails too and we're going to do this at 12 o'clock today. That's what he could have done. But he didn't. And the reason he didn't do it is because today I can preach about the cat of nine tails. I can preach about all the mess that he went through. And it can give you and me hope. Yes, I'm going through a bunch of mess. But my Jesus went through it. My Jesus made it through it. So he could be an example to me that I too can make it through hell on earth. Because Jesus Christ is a perfect example. Are you serving Jesus Christ? with purpose and on purpose or when the going gets rough or when the fog gets too thick you're going to throw in the towel you see our Jesus made a choice Brother Patrick that he's in it for the long haul and he did it all with you and me in mind we are his purpose for coming and dying. Sir, healing's in the house today. Hold on a second. Peace that passeth all understanding is in the house today. I know that you don't get that. But I can tell you, and I don't mean to bring it up all the time, but I can tell you, 
laying in a hospital bed or a hospital couch while my wife's over on the, on the bed and racked with pain and moaning and groaning because of all of the things that she's having to go through. And I got to close my eyes and I got to try to be strong as a husband and I can look and I can say, peace, peace. And as she's over there shivering and crying, I'm not telling you some story to get you moved. I'm telling you an exact happening that happened one night after she had gone through some horrible stuff that day. And I just began to say, peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. And I'm telling you as I'm walking in shoe leather this morning that the peace of God came in. And as I was saying the words, I heard her and her little shiver and tears running down her face after she had just started saying, just finished saying, God, why this? Why me? Peace. Peace. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. I'm telling you, if anybody can make it through, you can because you serve the God that made it through. I know you're broken. I know you can't see. I know there's hurt and pain. I know your family's torn apart. But greater is He that is in you than anything that can happen to you. If you're in this place and you don't know Jesus in the power of the Holy Ghost, I preach this whole message for this right here. You can still try to do it on your own if you want to. But you can listen to a red-faced screaming preacher, 39 years old. And you can listen to this beckon. Don't do it on your own anymore. Come to an altar and let Jesus Christ take your hand. Pastor Darren, you don't even know me. I've gone through this, 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 and this. I've lost my kids. I've lost my husband. I've lost my family. I've lost everybody. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm eating worms every single day. All junk's going on. Come on, right now. Make your way to this altar right now because I serve a God that is peace, peace, wonderful peace. I got ailments in my body and there's no hope for me. He's a healer and he's in the house today and you're going through everything on purpose for a purpose. Come on. Make your way to this altar, sir. Make your way to this altar, ma'am. Lift your hands high and surrender all. Young lady, you've been here the past few Sundays and you haven't moved a muscle. God is saying, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll give you peace that passeth all understanding. If you don't have anything to pray, pray these words that are coming across the screen here in a moment. He did it for a purpose. He drew you here today. I know you're addicted to stuff. I know you're addicted to drugs. I know you're addicted to pornography. I know all hell's breaking loose in your home and in your marriage. But guess what? God can. God can. The life you're living. I know everybody's betrayed you. Some of you and Brother Jonathan spoken in the prayer room about Joseph. The altar again set me on fire. Set me on fire. You heard what he said? Here I am. God, arms wide open. You feel like family's against you. You feel like jobs Lord against you. You feel like all hell is against you. Broken. 
Pouring out my life gracefully brought. 